Hello, everybody, and welcome to Redacted Recover Your Mind. I am Mitchell. It is November 28th. Yes, we just had Thanksgiving here in the States where we are located. And so I have another guest, and you guys kind of know him already. Sorry, I'm stumbling over my words, but my brother, Lucas O'Brien. Lucas, say hello. Hey, guys. Nice to be back. We, Mitchell said we got tons of horrible reviews, and that's why I wanted to bring you back on. So. <laughs> Don't give the people what they want. No, but today we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk about gratitude, and then we're gonna dive a little bit. We're gonna dip our feet into metaphysical ability a little bit, um, and then maybe a little surprise at the end. But maybe we'll we'll leave that mystery up for the the next episode we do with Lucas. But how was your week, Lucas? Um, my week was very interesting. Um, good overall. I went to visit some family. Um, my wife and I recently moved down to North Carolina from Michigan. And so like, we didn't go back to Michigan. (laughs) We just moved. Would not be fun. Um, (laughs) to drive up there again. It's like a 17 and a half hour drive. So, um, we went to Charleston. Um, she has some extended family in Charleston, South Carolina, which is cool. So like when it snowed in Michigan, I think the day after Thanksgiving, we were walking the beach and it was 60 degrees on the ocean and we were taking pictures of palm trees. That's cool. Which is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely have not had that experience before being from Michigan. So that, that was pretty cool. We've gotten um, about a yeah. foot of snow in the last less than two days. Wow. Yeah. We, we got an inch or two of rain. It's probably the same storm cell. Just, you know, that's what it translates to you down there. So, yeah, probably. <laughs> but I'll tell you, man, and, and I don't know where people listen from, but like, it's so weird down here. Like, um, my wife has lived here before, as you know. Um, but when it snows, when there's a chance of snow, they'll close school for up to two days. Nice. And I'm like, like, wait, you can't drive in 18 inches of snow. Like, but I guess if you go driving on the road when there's any snow, like you can get arrested for it. And now that we have a North Carolina plate, we can get away with it. I mean, not like they're not throwing you in jail. So arrested, but like they'll ticket you for like being out in dangerous conditions or something. That's that kind of blows my mind a little bit because yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My coworker drove somebody. Well, drove two. Um, Marquette today and then back to this area. Um, he's been, he's been gone all day. And, um, so mm-hmm. he, he would message me at one point and be like, it's nice and sunshiny here. And I'm like, shut up. It's a blizzard here. And then a minute later, he's like, I'm <laughs> over the bridge now and it's a whiteout. And I'm like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's as any listeners from Michigan know, you know, like when you get your license, and there's 18 inches of snow. You just go drifting in the parking lots. Like you learn to drive in that stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You learn how your, like your vehicle no works and you learn how to keep yourself from going in the ditch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you do anyway, eventually like it's ever just about everybody's been in the ditch at some point. Like it, um, but yeah, it's, generally survive. <laughs> well, Luke, you mentioned to me 
um, when we were talking, I was, you know, what, what should what should we talk about? There's some really deep stuff that we have to dig into and to bring to the people. Um, but you brought up gratitude, and we kind of thought about like the spirit of Thanksgiving. But gratitude was something that I was reminded of recently, and I mean, it's something that I I preach to people all the time. But I was just brought back up into my my focus. And so when you brought it up, um, I thought it'd be it'd be really a really good topic to, to set on tonight. So what, what is, what have you been explain? <laughs> okay. We just talked before the podcast too, that I'm over caffeinated and Mitchell's kind of tired. So. <laughs> I'm going to feed off of it. <laughs> yeah. Feed off my energy. There's too much going on in my brain right now. Um, Gratitude, I was just thinking about it earlier, and like, for those of you who don't know Mitchell personally, um, he was not the biggest gratitude pusher most of life. It's been a newer thing, but like, when I've been around him the past couple of years, he's just been like, gratitude, 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 nonstop. And it's actually, like, it's something I haven't been super good at. Um, I've dabbled in gratitude from the spiritual sense. Um, and I actually want to lean more into contentment because I think the two go together. Um, contentment, I think, comes out of a state of gratitude. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's very hard to be content without having gratitude. And so I think that that'll go hand in hand. And that's something I've really had to learn contentment. And I, it's forced me to look at things from a, a thankful perspective and to have gratitude for things. I think joy um, gets thrown yeah. in there, too. You, you know, the contentment, gratitude, joy. It's a big one. So there are a couple of the big three for me yeah. anyway. Well, and I think, yeah, it's kind of a compound. It's like contentment with gratitude is puts you in a joyful state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because like, even if you're lacking, but you're content and you have gratitude for what you do have or what you are going through, because you see like, I mean, you could be going through something bad but you see the good that can come out of it and the things that you can learn and the way it's shaping you and all, all of that stuff. So you can have gratitude for it, even in the midst of hardship, mm-hmm. like that can put you in joy in the worst situations. It's not easy to start either. Cause I'll tell some yeah. people that and they're like, what? <laughs> well, how, <Yeah>. why? <laughs> so it's really not, but I was, um, I meditate myself to sleep. That's just kind of what mm-hmm. I do. And I'll just throw myself out there for everybody like i'll try and um astral project it's not something we talk a ton about yet um but i'll try and you know it's some you know meditation prayer kind of go hand in hand for me sometimes i'll just try breathing breathing exercises um but really connecting with that um just that in, I, I kind of call it the in between. It's like you're almost yeah. asleep, but you're not. But you know, it's. I feel like there's a there's a portal there. <laughs> um, I, I actually had a little bit of a revelation of that this week that I want to share with you that may or may not come out on the podcast tonight. But well, I was we'll going to say you can go into it now unless you had something else, but. I mean, I don't want to get off gratitude too much. Yeah. Well, basically what I was getting at is I was kind of saying my prayers before bed and, and just 
I just I got this overwhelming feeling of you've lost your sight. You've you've lost your gratitude. You you're not doing it like you did. Because I've been in a little bit of a funk. There's a couple things that I'm struggling with that I didn't for a little while, and I've kind of been like, why? And I've gotten to spiritually to when I ask, um, why? Source, God, higher power, Yahweh, whatever anybody wants to call it that's listening. You know, that's who I meditate to, who I believe is the, the creator of all existence. And um, I've gotten to the point to where I ask, why isn't this working? I typically get some sort of uh, emotional understanding answer. Excuse me. <coughs> and... I was like, why Why am I struggling so hard with this? Why is, why is it not working? And the the one I got the other day was, you've you've lost your, your discipline and gratitude. Which, I mean, you could say maybe your higher power is just a little pretentious when they tell you that. <laughs> but I think there's more to it. Like, it's not, that's not what it is. Because when I practice gratitude, everything in my life is better. Absolutely everything. To the uh, Buddhists out there. Um, and people have studied Buddhism, Buddhism, and I believe Hinduism is along the same lines. I haven't studied Hinduism as much, but, um, the state of overcoming suffering is the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like this is one of the keys and like in Buddhism, they'll teach you to clear your mind and to, you know, become one with the not self and right. which I get those concepts. I actually, I tried to explain them to a few people and they look at you like you're nuts. I'm like, no, actually, it doesn't make sense to me. They <laughs> um, don't make sense, but it, it does. And, um, but I think this is a, it might be a different viewpoint, but it comes to the same solution. It's like, how do you overcome su- suffering? If you're content and you have gratitude, no matter what, you can overcome suffering, which is what Buddha taught, you know, mm-hmm. the overcoming. And it, but he didn't teach overcoming suffering because you don't suffer. Like, it doesn't make the bad stuff go away. Life's still hard. You still have crappy situations you have to deal with. But, you know, it's better because you're content. <laughs> well, and in the recovery world, there's a saying that's been going around. And it's, I hate to tell you this, but it doesn't get better. You get better <laughs> is what they say, you know. It doesn't get better. You get better. And that's kind of that, that what you're saying. That's kind of what you're saying. And I mean, things will get better and worse and whatever. I mean, there's a flow. It's not like when things are bad, they'll always be that bad. But like, if you have a bad mindset, there's always something bad to find. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So was I, and you kind of mentioned it earlier is, you know, I wasn't very grateful for, for anything, uh, for most of my life. And I found gratitude in my recovery journey, but it was not just from substance use disorder. You know, my recovery journey has been, you know, simultaneously, a, a physical recovery, you know, alcoholism recovery, uh, definitely spiritual recovery because there are so many broken structures in my psyche for that. Uh, just emotional recovery, just everything is just all happened at once. And gratitude has helped with everything. Um, I kind of want to get in the how, but did you have more to add to it before that? Um, I mean, I always had more to add. I guess the last time. 
then do it. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's important or not, it's totally the question. Uh, and I like, like, I, I always want to get to the how because, like, I hate when I listen to things. I've actually, like, I've been looking at, and I'll go into this a little bit. I won't dive into it too far, but I kind of hinted at it earlier. Like, I've, I've been looking at meditation the past couple of weeks through a truly Christian biblical perspective. And there's actually a lot more in there than you'd think. Um, and I think it's connecting to things I didn't get out of the other studies from different, um, I don't like to say religious, but different religious backgrounds. Right. Um, and the key is the heart, which I know you and I have talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you were saying you kind of get to that in-between state. And I, I think what that is, and it, the idea of the higher self like in Christianity, you have the Holy spirit. And once you're saved, you receive the Holy spirit and the, or it becomes one with your spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, but most people don't know how to access their spirit. And this is the really interesting thing I've been finding. And it, it's been really frustrating because I've listened to like all these teachings from this guy that's super, super good with it. But then he, he's really bad at giving you the practical how to. So I've had to piece it together. It's like, <laughs> a different area. Um, but That's he gave there's this one that it, it is yeah um, so like I want to get into the how like I think the how is really important and I don't want to leave our listeners with like here's all this stuff that you can do it's super cool we're not going to tell you how to do it good luck like, that, you know, <laughs> figure it out <laughs> um, but he gave a illustration of a um, a well that was super helpful and it, and it came out of one verse and he used other verses in the Bible to back it up, like for those that need like a billion different references and stuff. But it came out of one verse in Ecclesiastes, actually. That was interesting. Um, the only place that the silver cord is ever mentioned in the Bible hmm. um, that connects the spirit and the body. Um, people that ask for projected stuff will know what that means or should. Um, yeah, and I, I won't go into the whole illustration or, or anything, but like it's pretty much that like, the conscious mind, the soul, the the mind, will, and emotions, what you, or who you are, sorry, not what you are, but um, the fundamental teaching is that you are a spirit who is a soul that lives in a body or has a soul. Some people say has a soul, whatever. Right. Um, so the spirit is the essence of what you are. And that's why the spirit can move in, in dreams to different dimensions and things like that. The soul is who you are, mind, will, and emotions, and the body is where you live. That's what anchors us into the three-dimensional world, and that's where that silver cord thing comes in. It connects to the spirit and the body. Well, what they don't teach you, and this is actually all over the Bible, is that the heart is the fourth piece. The heart is like the subconscious mind. It's like, it's part of the soul, but it's not the same. It's like your mind, will, and emotions, you kind of have control over, but you don't really have control over your heart. Your heart is your deep seated beliefs and like your fundamental view of all things. And you can change it over time, but it takes time. It's like, you can't just one day decide to change your heart. It's, you know, if you work on gratitude for the next year, your heart will start to change mm-hmm. and align more with that. Um, and it's through the heart. That's what meditation teaches you is to access the heart. And when you learn to access the heart, then you can access the spirit. And that's where you can have revelation is through the spirit. Hmm. And that was just 
fascinating. And like I, like I said, in the future, I might go into it more as I understand it more, but it, it was extremely helpful and it's getting to that heart place. And I think the heart, what you were saying about sleeping earlier, getting in that in-between state, I think that's when you're really accessing the heart and starting to touch the spirit. That's when you get in that in-between state. Well, and there's I, the, you know, the waves and all that and whatever, but I think what I think you're right. And I think the reason it's easier to kind of access those states there is that's because we're traveling through, you can say traveling through that portal, traveling through that channel, going from the awaking sensation and the sleep sensation in whatever, you know, however you want to define the two. But I think people who are even unversed at doing these things you know they still they still do it unknowingly like before they understand it because you everybody sleeps they just don't know what's actually happening just kind of like people who don't understand the spirit like we do or don't meditate and don't feel the energy going through there or believe in a, a chakra system like that's stuff is still inside of them it's still somewhat working it's just typically broken in a way or, you know, not working. So I think it's easier for people right there because that that's the one, that's the part that is working for pretty much everybody, no matter what. Yeah, because your subconscious mind, it, it's your heart. I mean, it, it literally, you could go your whole life without, like, consciously accessing your spirit. Mm -hmm. You're going to access your heart. Like you said, every night when you fall asleep, like, it's that subconscious thought process that's like fixing everything from the day and trying to put, I had the weirdest dream the other night and I can't recall it well enough to say, but it was like every single thing I listened to or took in that day, which is weird because I'm like listening to this podcast about spiritual stuff and he's talking about a well. And then I was like, you know, seeing people walk their dogs and stuff at the complex I'm working at and I'm reading a book about dragons and like sorcerers and things. It was all mixed in. It's all correlated at the same time, including the show my wife and I watched that night because my subconscious was just like putting the puzzle pieces together. Like, Oh, this connects here and this connects here. And you know, I think your, I, I, your subconscious I, is also going, what do I need to remember? And then what memory like do I need to do? It's kind of like the, the scientific side of it is, at that point, it goes, all right, is this a short-term memory? Is this a long-term memory? Is this a core memory? Is this something I can forget? <laughs> yeah. What's actually important? Where can I compartmentalize these things? Will I ever use this again? Should I ever use this again? <laughs> all that stuff. Yep. So you want to get into the practical how. So let's go back to that. Because that, you definitely... I said, I can talk about contentment a little bit more at some point, but like you definitely know more of the practical how to on gratitude. And I think you should get into that. So I can just, I can give experience of what I do. Um, I've been using the word alchemist a lot. And I mean, people have said, um, what do they call the alchemy is. I think the term, sorry, I had some stuff come up on my phone, so I got distracted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, 
Alchemy is, was originally the way I originally learned about it was these weird people in the past that were trying to turn elements and metals that weren't gold into gold. But mm-hmm. that's not all the way true. It's really uh, people who can transform like anything. So there's the transmutation of one thing into something else. Exactly. And so energetic alchemists are like a thing and we can all do it. And gratitude. I had a, a dream one time. It was one of the dreams where I felt like I was with either uh, Ruach Hakadesh or or Yausha. I'm, I think it was Yausha, but I don't know. And um, in there, it was you know t- you know telling me the importance of gratitude and the fact that gratitude was the strongest transformer of negative energy. There isn't anything that works better than gratitude when you're dealing with a negative frequency or negative energy. Yeah. Uh, so what I do is when I feel those, I'll call them intrusive thoughts coming in. Um, I, once I notice it and I'm not hundred percent great at this. So sometimes they run wild for a little bit, but then I realize, Hey, okay, that's low vibrational, that's negative, that's not something I want to deal with. So I will start to play out in my head instead of creating a story of, like, the what I could have done in that situation. Because it can be, like, you know, somebody who wronged me in the past or something that's happening right now um, that I don't appreciate. But start just literally saying in my head, I'm thankful for this part of that. I'm thankful that I got to be able to do this or thank you, you know, actually addressing my creator and saying, thank you for the lessons I got from that. Thank you for what's happening right now, because I'm going to be able to see a lesson in it, you know, stuff kind of like that. Yeah. And it, well, that last, that last part's huge because that's like, you know, I, I look back at, like, ex-girlfriends and stuff and, like, mm-hmm. people that broke my heart and things like that. And I, I look back and I'm like, oh, I learned this from that. That was really, really important. Or I learned all these things are really important. And in the moment, you're not going to see it. No. You know, when you get that breakup letter, like I got one time, <laughs> which I go into, we, we went to the same church. It was a very interesting situation after that. Um, <laughs> I didn't let her get away with that crap either, but um, anyway. <laughs> Don't harbor resentment. Anyway. <laughs> got a lot of gratitude about that at the time. Um, but like, in that moment, it absolutely sucks. But you can still go, God, source, whatever you, which by the way, I, I know God triggers a lot of people. Like when people say God, they mean the creator. And when you say source, you mean the source of all things, which you, semantics, but yeah, to um, me, it's the same thing. I mean the same thing. <laughs> yeah. but just throwing that out there. Don't let it trigger you. Work on your triggers. I know that's part of recovery too. Um, I have triggers too. But, um, have gratitude that you can work on your triggers. <laughs> and actually, well, actually, that's a really, that's a really good thing to bring up. So I've been listening to some podcasts as I always do. And 
there have been a few that really, really trigger me in certain areas. And I didn't even know why. I, I still don't know why for some of them. And I've went back and listened to things again and it triggered me almost just as much as before. I'm like this subconscious stuff going on that I don't get. Um, and I've been very, I've been grateful for that. I've brought it up mm-hmm. in prayer. Thank you for like triggering me in this because it shows me that there's something I have to work on in that area. And it's connected to that thing that triggered me that I didn't even realize was a problem. That's what I was going to say. It's something that there's a wound there and we've just piled stuff on top of it. And it's kind of like when you have, uh, kind of like my stomach issues that it, stomach issues, but my colon issues that I had, you know, basically the original issue was never really fixed. My body just started to scar tissue on top of scar tissue on top of scar tissue on top of scar tissue and nothing was really healing and it just made things worse. That's kind of what you're doing. Like you can't see the original problem anymore, but it's still there. It's still festering. And we kind of skipped over a part that I've learned more recently. And when you get those intrusive thoughts or you get those triggers, instead of just, having gratitude i mean because that is a a really good big part of it um if you're trying to heal something and it's a trigger for a wound one of the biggest steps you need to do after you understand that what you're dealing with is an emotional wound inside of you a trauma you need to um stop creating a story about it and a lot of people will be like what but other people when i heard that term i was like Oh, I do that. And so yeah. I'll have, and like, I'll, I'll just bring this up cause it's easiest. My, you know, my most recent ex, a lot of bad things happened there. A lot of hurt feelings. So what I would do is those, those feelings would come up and I would start to think in my mind about what I should have done, what I should have said, what, what could have happened, you know, stuff like that. What you're doing is you're growing that scar tissue around it to making your make your building resentment around it. So what you have to do is what you don't, people don't realize is there's energy there in that memory, in that wound. And you, that energy is the feelings that you had when it happened. You haven't processed those properly. You haven't processed it. You haven't let them go, but you can't just let it go Unless you've <laughs> processed, because if you just let it go, it's going to turn into an anchor and you're just going to drag it. You know, it's, it's, it's a process. So what you really have to do is when those things come up, when those triggers pop up, when you realize you're dealing with an emotional wound, you have to feel the feeling. There's, and what happens is it, it dissipates. Typically, when something like that happens, we're not given the time in the situation to deal with it. And then we're not taught properly how to deal with it later because, oh, the situation's over now, it's done, get rid of it. Well, no, now you're holding on to an energetic wound and it's just going to sit there and fester. So feeling the feeling without creating the story is how you let that energy and that feeling release itself to where it's not something you have to let go anymore. It's something that just transforms back into your your energy that you can use again and then having gratitude for it yeah that's one of the things i learned more so about reading about meditation than experiencing it but i've experienced it a few times um i i don't let myself experience really strong emotions usually because it it 
negatively affects my health, whether they're positive, negative, it doesn't really matter. It seems to be like strong emotions make me not feel it or whatever. I don't know, it's a whole thing, but um, <laughs> don't work on I it. Kinda <laughs> keep a, I kind of keep I know, and I have been. It's been getting better as time goes on where the positive doesn't affect as badly and the negative happens less often, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I learned through my reading um, that I had experienced is that when you have a negative emotion and you sit with it, because that's the big thing about meditation is it's not processing it. You don't, you don't sit there and try to figure it out. You just sit there. Mm-hmm. You get really pissed off about something. You get in the quiet and you disconnect from your thoughts. You don't get rid of your thoughts. They're still there. You're still mad about it. You're still thinking it's all over the place. It's trying to attack your brain. You just disconnect from it. You let them walk by. That's the best way that I can put it is like you sit on a bench and you watch them all walk by and notice them and you just go back to looking straight ahead. Well, that's really close to the uh, leaves in a stream meditation, guided meditation, which is the first one that was ever shown to me ever by one of my recovery counselors in, in early recovery. Where you literally yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. Like yeah. you explain that it's pretty much the same. Thing. I mean, that's the general meditation concept is that you do like that specifically for dealing with things. Whereas generally, this is just like how they what they teach you about meditation. Um, and the thing is, if you take so those are your thoughts, those leaves on the stream as you just kind of watch them go by, mm-hmm. um, and eventually they go for far enough that you just let them go. Ideally, you learn to just glance at them and go, okay, and look away. Like, but that takes time to learn that. Yeah, well, um, that's the that. um, that's the that's the point of them is they they happen for a reason in the ego part of your your body or your 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 entire structure is because yeah. they're they're there to show you something. So you don't want to completely get rid of that, but you also don't want to respond improperly. And it does. It takes forever. I'm not good at it. <laughs> Neither am I. Yeah. I have to be really, really conscious of, the, of what I'm feeling before I can do it. And the, the key, what I was, the next step, it's a step beyond that. And I don't remember, I read all sorts of books this summer about this. And it was only like one of them, but they said, all emotions are frequencies mm-hmm. or energy. It's the same thing. All emotions are energy. There's really only one because it's energy. Well, then I, could be, I don't know if I frequency could be, well, just a second, just there. Yeah. Cause it's, it could be high frequency, it could be low frequency, but it's frequency. So it's energy. It's a form of energy. And when you sit with that energy and you ignore not ignore, but you, you let go of holding on to the thoughts and you just sit with the energy. Like it's on the bench with you sitting next to you. You don't focus on it, but it's there. You feel it, you know, it's present. Could be anger, could be joy, could be anything. And generally if it's a negative emotion, you sit with it long enough, it just transforms into something else Mm -hmm. because it's just energy. So it doesn't like dissipate. It's still there. It's still your energy. It's still your emotion, but anger can become happiness if you sit with it. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Like, I've experienced it. It's very, very weird. I it's couldn't even really explain what was happening, but it's like, yeah, it's like if you just sit with it and you let it be. And actually, I, learned, I had a really crazy experience. I can't even remember the experience, but I remember what I felt. And I learned that sadness is a positive emotion. 
mm. which is a completely new concept for me. Because sadness, sadness can be caused by a lot of things, but it's generally caused by loss mm-hmm. or hurt in some way, which is generally lost. So someone betrays you, you lose trust. You lose your viewpoint of them, something like that. Someone dies, you've lost a person that you love. It, so it's generally connected with loss. It's what I noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason you feel sad is because you cared about that thing so much. And mm-hmm. so it's a, a release of all of that built up love and care and affection for that. You're feeling that release because it's not in that thing anymore. And so you feel it leave and it's sad, but it's actually a positive thing because it's the, the more you care about something, you set, the sadder you are when it's gone. Well, and, and that kind and of makes sense. Weird, like, uh, that makes sense for people who don't let go of it properly and don't feel the sadness. Cause a lot of people, you know, like you have to grieve, like grieving is a process and you don't just start it and don't finish it. And it caused, I mean, we've seen it with people that we're really close to you and I have personally where you don't deal with the grief of a situation and it sits and it fast, it causes so many different problems down the road. So that I've never heard it put that way. And it makes a lot of sense because I 100% um, buy into the whole, there aren't emotions. There are feelings because you feel your emotion, but emotions doesn't have an S there's, there's one emotion and it's love. And what you feel are these different points of abundance and deficiency. And the way that you just described it is really great because mainstream scientists are starting to see that everything is literally just a wavelength of light in some way. And yeah, just a different, just a different frequency. Absolutely. Everything that exists is just a different wavelength of light, um, which is just really, you know, it, it's mind blowing because you can see it from all of the ancient text, texts, really, if you really look hard enough. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I like how you put it because it's just a, it's a little it's my belief, but in a different perspective. Um, yeah, you know the way the way that I say it is is a little less, I don't even know, because yours wasn't more scientific. Maybe yours is more analytic, logic stuff. Some of it came from, like, scientific stuff, because I, I was also studying quantum physics this summer, so, you yeah. know, it probably comes a little bit from that. <laughs> <laughs> Not in depth, just light. Had it brought up as a light study of quantum physics, but it was <laughs> fundamental things that are, like, if you want to understand deeper things, you, you have to start there. Quantum um, physics, just the, the study of the spirit. <laughs> kind of spirit dimensions. Yeah. Overlays the, the base substance of all things, you know, um, which is interesting. Cause, and, and this might actually help some people. Um, I was a music student. I'm a musician. I played since I was 16. Um, play all sorts of different instruments. I absolutely love it but it's like a therapy thing for me. I don't actually care to play for other people. I will, but like, I, I don't care to, I usually just play like in my room when no one's home. Mm-hmm. It makes my wife like, I want to hear you. And I'm like, I don't play for you. That's like me <laughs> <laughs> working on that too. Uh, 
<laughs> it's been a great therapy for me throughout the years. I've learned a lot about frequency through that, especially through my schooling. So I was doing sound tech and music together. And as you look into it, you learn about it. Negative emotions are low frequency. Mm-hmm. Positive emotions are high frequency. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the light spectrum, I'm looking at a thing in front of me that I, I wrote a while back, and it's um, the chakras connecting to all these different things. But um, the crown is generally magenta or white. Mm-hmm. Um, violet is, I'm going to use the term violet, and you'll know for a reason. Um, the root is red. So ultraviolet is above magenta or violet. Right. Higher than. <laughs> infrared is below red mm-hmm. um, inferior to ultra meaning above and so our light spectrum that we see is the seven spectrums these seven different colors it's the rainbow all that so then but then we know of this full spectrum below and this full spectrum above once you get beyond those things you get into actual sound frequencies that can't be seen but they can be heard they can be felt things like that mm-hmm. so um, above and below and so your emotions go along the same thing. You have the high, the low, all that. Um, well, one of the things I learned in music school, well, actually in the sound program, was that bass frequencies are extremely chaotic. And they, the wavelength of a bass frequency, depending on how low you get, as you get lower, it gets longer to do a full upper wave and lower wave. And that's one sound wave is the upper and the lower. Yep. And as it goes further, the frequency could be 10 feet long before it's one full resolution. Mm, wow. To stop a bass frequency, you would need 10 feet of concrete before you don't hear it. Huh. If it's 10 feet long. Which is interesting because as you get into high pitch frequencies, they're like, they're directed. Um, the, the smaller the frequency, the shorter that wavelength the more like a laser it starts to become where it'll reflect off something, but it reflects directly. Whereas a base frequency it hits something and it'll move straight through it and reflect in every direction because it's hitting it from all these different ways. Hmm. A high pitch will just hit it and bounce directly in one direction. And so you think of that in emotional sense, your joy, your happiness, your, your high resolution, high pitch emotion. When, when you're up in that realm, when you get your emotion up into the high pitch frequencies and you're on cloud nine, you're up high. Um, it's directed and it's pointed, but it can also be stopped a lot easier than a low pitch emotion like anger, hatred, um, loathing yourself, pity, uh, those kinds of kind of emotional states are all low pitch. They go through things. They're harder to stop. They're harder to break. And they're harder to stop with. That's why, like, <laughs> when you've got a couple pissed off people in the room, and, like, or, like, say one guy comes into a meeting and he's just, like, super angry and in this horrible state of mind and everybody else is happy, the whole mood changes in the room and generally gets brought down to his level. Mm-hmm. It's a lot harder to stop that because well, it's not direct. It just like emanates everywhere, bounces off the walls. You got to have all this stuff to stop it. And that's something like, I feel like as we learn that and as we understand that we can direct like a laser, we can direct those higher pitch motions and use them to dissipate the lower pitch one. 
I don't know how to yet, but I think <laughs> that makes sense. You're on to something there. And definitely the, the lower pitch ones are they're more chaotic. Like you said, they bounce around all over the place. One guy comes in the room and pisses everybody up. You know, that situation. Yeah. I've noticed, like, you know, when you share joy and, a, you know, good feelings together, it's usually more of a directed experience. And I think it. I think we're getting to where we're, ta- we're, we're on the edge of talking to how to do it more less seen with our eyes like mm-hmm. telepathically maybe but um yeah it's definitely something that you notice you know when when you can be on one-on-one with somebody it's a lot easier to you know to, i just I, I don't know something about it it's hard for me to put into words it's something about it is you it's almost like you you transfer joy better one-on-one then you do anger is just this thing that can just just flail and just go to everybody. Yeah, and, and that that's one of the things I noticed. That's why I brought it up. And like, I don't want to get super technical. That was kind of that was pretty technical anyway. But like, <laughs> um, we're doing the the deep science of what is emotion. Um, but yeah, it's like it it literally like think of that guy who's like three cars over at the stoplight with his bass blaring and it's all you can feel in your car. That, that you guy, don't hear that guy's mean. Mariah Carey hitting her high notes. I know it is you. That's why I freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> it's me when I'm playing bass. So I'm all for it. But, <laughs> you feel it. Um, but you don't hear Mariah Carey hitting her high notes because he's actually listening to Christmas music over there. But you just hear <laughs> low stuff. <laughs> That's another thing um, about my perception of, of what I'll call physical senses is the high pitch. I'm very sensitive to high pitch stuff and you feel it, it kind of hits me in the head where mm-hmm. the low frequency stuff kind of, you know, the diaphragm, you know, it, that's where it hits you more like me personally. Yeah. I don't know if there's something to that, but just noticed it. Just now. Um, there, <laughs> throw it out there. Again, I won't get too technical, but like th- there actually is because when you sing high pitch frequencies and you go into what they call falsetto um, mm-hmm. or head voice, you actually resonate from your sinuses. Hmm. And that's how you get the higher pitches. You're resonating from a smaller area. You're blowing air through it faster. And you actually, like, I don't even know the term for it flutes and whistles do this where you blow almost twice as hard and it like doubles the pitch. You go up an octave hmm. and that's what you do falsetto. And when you sing in your lower voice, you want to hit really low notes. You, um, sing out of your chest because it resonates deeper. You have more area in your chest. Um, huh. so it's literally, you, you feel it more in your chest because your chest can resonate more Your your core can. And you feel more in your head because that's where those high pitch frequencies bounce around by getting there and bounce around. Um, so our respiratory yeah, system. In our apartment. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, I swear somebody in our, our apartment complex has a um, dog whistle. Mm. And for some reason, I, I can hear freakish, freakishly high frequencies for a person. Mm-hmm. And every now and then, there's a super, super high frequency that I'm just like, it almost makes me want to like grab my ears and drop to the ground, but it doesn't help. So I just like, yeah, 
take it. And I, I always look at my wife and I'm like, do you hear that? And she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, I've also <laughs> heard, I've learned through the spiritual journey that you can hear frequencies when there are possibly spiritual beings around that don't have physical bodies or are outside of our frequency. So you can't see them. Um, there are different things that can happen to you. Like I've heard, uh, soul tie being put into place before. Um, hmm. that's not something I don't think I've told anybody, but the person that it happened with. And, um, but it's also sometimes you'll just be sitting there and all of a sudden you'll get a buzzing in one ear and you know, it's like, wait, what was that? And so, um, a lot of people will, will just go, Oh, well, that's just a physical thing and explain it away with science. But it's more than that. It's because there's, you know, so much more that we can't see or, or hear is how I feel anyway. Yeah. I mean, that's that, I don't know how long you've been recording, but that could lead into the other things you're talking about. If you want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. And I, I kind of said, that'd be, that'd be a good transition because, you know, we, we, we kind of got away from the gratitude a little bit, just, because the gratitude, I think, just to cap off my end of it, the gratitude is the tool to to kind of do the rest of what we were we were talking about. Like, if you want, people say fake it till you make it, like whatever. Like, look for the good in something. Just do that and be grateful for it. And I always say talk to your higher power because you know saying it one way will trigger somebody. But um, and who else are you talk? Right. Always there. Yep. Exactly. (laughs) He's probably trying to talk back to you. And once you get into the in tune with some of these different, um, these, you know, frequencies and and spiritually and and self-aware, you'll start to, you'll start to hear back. You really will. But, um, did you have anything else to add to the gratitude part of it? Um, no, I mean, I guess kind of just like what, what you're saying, it, it's the tool and it's, and I would say people say fake it till you make it, but like, don't fake it. Find the thing you can be thankful for. Right. Genuinely. And just dwell on that. If you, like, if you have nothing else, but like you have your dog or your cat, be thankful for them. Mm-hmm. Be thankful. And then maybe your dog or your cat died and that was the last thing you had. Be thankful for the time you had with them. Like whatever you can do to dwell on gratitude to get you out of that dark mindset. Um, and again, like sadness can be a good thing. Like there, there are times to feel these things and, and that can be good and beneficial. But like when you dwell on it and it becomes a depression that you can't get out of that, that's a problem. And gratitude is the key to breaking out of depression, breaking out of addiction, other things like that, because it'll keep you out of those really, really dark places. Right. Like you can sit in the corner and cry for a little while, but you want to do it with the light on. You don't, you don't go do it in the cave in your, you know, theoretical cave in your emotions and stay there for 10 years. And like, cause then you, you can't handle the sun anymore. I'm like, yeah, you're I, meant did, to live I did it for six. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, it's, it's really true because there is always something to be grateful for. And, and a lot of people, I can tell you that I went from a position to where I was ungrateful. I was upset 
that things are like, okay, I'm just going to throw it out there. At one point I was mad that I had to be alive still. I did not want yep. to, I was not grateful for that, but now, okay. well, yeah, well, now when there's, there's rough stuff, like the very base of everything, I'm grateful that I'm still alive because I know that it's because I have a purpose here and I'm still, well, in my belief in that is, is changing. Cause I, some people think I'm nuts, but I really just can't wait to move on to the next thing. And that doesn't mean I'm going to like make it happen myself, but people are like, man, I want to live a long life. I'm like, why? That sounds terrible. Let me move on. Let me, let me finish my purpose here so I can go to the next, I want, I want the next level, man. <laughs> but you know, you're, you're here, you're, you're alive. You're in this existence because you, you have a purpose. And a lot of people are like, I don't, I don't know what my purpose is. Well, you have it. You got to find it, but be grateful, you know? So, yeah. Well, and one of the things, um, I'm going to go Christian on this here. Um, I don't remember where it says it, but it says in the Bible, that, like once you're saved, you are seated in the heavenly places with God. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm starting to learn about and starting to find that access because that's the truth of your spirit. Like your spirit saved, your soul ain't saved. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody who, who claims to be a Christian who's actually honest with you and this is how someone who claims to be a Christian can be unhonest or dishonest. Unhonest, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Works and for they me. can you know, <laughs> say they're perfect or whatever. And it's like, like no, like your soul ain't saved. <laughs> your soul needs to go through transformation through the spirit. But like, we're not taught to access the spirit, which is through our spirit. Like, you can't access the Holy Spirit unless you can access your spirit. Right. And we're never taught to access our spirit. So we can never really access the Holy Spirit. But when once we learn that and we start to access the Holy Spirit, that's the part of us that's seated in the heavens with God. That's the part that like looks over and he's like, Yo, Jesus, what's up? Like, what are we doing today? Where do you want me to hit the devil today? Like, what do you want me to punch? What do you want me to break? Like, let's go. Like, give me my sword. Let's go into war. <laughs> you know, like, that's when the fun stuff happens. And that's. I, I truly think like reading the Bible and listening to testimony from, from people that I've, I've listened to, like we can live there while we're living in the 3d world and we're supposed to, we're, we're supposed to be seated there and we're supposed to be living out of that. But none of us know how to, because it's that information has been taken and hidden by the enemy so that we don't mess up his plan. That's part but, of like, what's that's that's part of what's yeah. happened to the modern day church is that they give you so much that you have something to believe in, but they don't give you the entire everything that you're supposed to do. So you you know you stay in this this box and you're you're not effective against you know the the greater evil you know for the greater good or however you want to say it. Um, but yeah, so like that's a that's almost another good transition to talking about what I call metaphysical abilities is like you said, you triggered me. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know about this trigger, but it's one that it's a real thing, but it's misused and the church does it every day when there's a, like anybody, any, just anytime there's a church sermon, I swear they go over this, but you said, give me my sword so I can, you know, do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And 
the the church puts it, they'll say it, you know, the only you can only do all these things because of God and you're basically it's you're nothing and I don't even know my brain's too tired to put it into a full thought. But are you explaining this can you be for like one minute? Oh yeah. yeah so, okay. So but basically what I'm getting at is nothing is possible without God. Absolutely nothing. And um I don't I don't like that because we've been given gifts by him, gifts, abilities, just different things because if it he gives us authority to to use these and use our intuition and use our our you know what the the church would call spiritual gifts and but and we do have the authority to use them i'm kind of a, a little bit more of a loss for words right now cuz i i just can't pull it into a full coherent thought at the moment but it upsets me when you know they say that the like god is the only way that any of us have like no he created us a certain way he gave us abilities he wants us to use them he gave us authority so it's not just all through him now you can't get full of yourself and say it's only through us. We don't need him because none of it would be there. None of it would exist. None of it would work without him. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But there's a, a balance there, and people are swinging way too much to the only reason you can do any of this is because of God. It's like, well, yeah, but no. You know, the reason I can do this stuff and, and everything is because God made me this way and gave it to me. It's a gift that he gave me it's mine now and i have to choose what i do with it and i think that's where negative witchcraft comes from those are god or you know creator given abilities that people are using not the way they're supposed to you know like in i don't know that's the the whole thing with laying hands on people in the church but i wasn't able to explain myself and say well i'm just giving my energy because i don't know you know i was very young in trying to be a christian at the point but i believed in meditation and energy and everything and i was told that what i was doing was witchcraft but them laying their hands on other people wasn't and i'm like but that's what you're you're doing you're just not saying it the way that i said it (laughs) yeah it's it's kind of ridiculous. Like, yeah, the, the, that all triggers me too. As we <laughs> talk about, and I talk about, and that's that's. I mean, it's a perfect segue into what we're going to talk about about the metaphysical stuff because I think that truly is spiritual gifting, and that's one of the things I wanted to say is like a prefix to the whole thing. Is like we want to talk about like empathetic gifting and like sensing emotion, sensing thought possibly telepathy, things like that. And it's like, not everybody's going to be gifted in that. It doesn't mean you're broken or that something's wrong. Like you might just have different gifting. And I think there's an innate ability in all humans to do a little bit of all of it. But then there's like God given ability for certain things. Well, some people are just better Uh, at some things. Like I can, you know, 
I have better handwriting than some people. You know, it's 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 really similar. Like we're all people. We can all pretty we can all pretty much do the same things. But I can't do the world record high jump. You know, (laughs) (laughs) but and it's the same way in the in the spiritual ability section. Um, Yeah, and that's the the problem. One of the problems you see in spiritual communities is everybody's striving to and like I, I don't I'm not trying to brag or anything but like I had people that were jealous of my innate prophetic ability mm-hmm. over people um, and I didn't learn a lot about that until I was in my early 20s and I and you know whatever people think about any of this like that's fine that's where you're at like if it makes you mad then disregard what I'm saying and maybe come back to it later we'll see maybe I'm wrong we'll see Right. been wrong a lot um but like i i learned about praying in tongues and what praying in tongues does for me is it's not the i pray in tongues and someone interprets it it's the prayer to connect me to my own spirit to the spirit within well it's kind of then, giving it a little bit of control instead of the ancestral part being in control all the time the flesh is kind yeah. of how i see it well and and the thing that's happened and you and i haven't talked about this just that much because i was actually very well versed in this and then stepped away from it for a while when you've kind of had more of your awakening and i'm coming back to it and seeing that like it helps me connect to my spirit more than anything else um because like people talk about a vocabulary or whatever and like I am in complete control when I'm speaking in tongues. Well, it's your, they call it your spirit language. Have you gotten your spirit language? Everybody's is a little different. Mine's different, but mine's always changing. Yeah. Depending on the circumstances, depending on what I'm praying about and depending, but it's weird because it's like, I get the unction to make certain sounds. And then it's like that language comes out and it changes and it morphs and it's, but I'm not, unconscious i'm not in a trance i'm not like my mind it's like my mind is completely connected to my heart that's completely connected to my spirit my spirit is speaking through it all it's like you're opening that portal i have to say this right here before we say anything else i for a very (laughs) long time even when i got into a environment that believed in speaking in tongues thought that it was a bunch of nonsense i think a lot of people do do it as nonsense i don't think it's now, some people do it because they're like, that's what I'm supposed to do. But I, yeah, I'll talk about that in a second. When, when I was doing it and I had these, what I'll call phrases stuck in my head after trying it and then just went, you know, what the hell? I'm just going to see what translate has to say about it. And they were actual phrases in a different language that I have never, ever been even I don't know if I've even heard true Arabic in my life. And that was one of the the languages, coherent sentences. I'm like, that made me super jealous by the way. I know. I'm like, never happened. Well, I'm just like, okay, cool. I, there's, there's something here. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the thing is like, sometimes you need that. And that's like, I had to learn kind of by like pulling up the bootstraps and just 
doing it, you know? And I, I had people tell me stuff, but like what I was saying didn't sound like what they were saying. And the effect it was having on me wasn't the same as it was having on them. Mm-hmm. But what I started noticing is when I laid hands on people and I prayed in that, you know, my spirit language over them, I started telling people exactly what they needed to know for their next step in life. Mm-hmm. And I know that because people would come back to me and thank me for it. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about because I could never remember it was the really, that was the exceptionally strange part is I, because like, it wasn't like they heard through tongues. It was literally like I'd pray in tongues until something was given to me that I would tell them in English. And it happened over and over again where I knew nothing about the circumstance that they were asking for prayer for, but it would give them the exact guidance they needed. It, it, was, it was super cool, honestly. But, but that wasn't, and that's that thing where it's like, it was through me and through my natural gifting by the spirit of God moving through it. So it was like a hundred percent him, but it was because I stepped out in the gifting he put on me that it changed someone else's life see and that's what i'm kind of wondering about it like is there is there different there's nothing is as easy as and simple and everything's more complex especially when it comes to the creator and his mechanics of doing things it's mind-blowing like we really can't it's there's different kinds of speaking in tongues i really think there is i think there's our spirit speaking in tongues and then us allowing ourselves to be the like the loudspeaker for the creator because why can I get these energetic understanding understandings in my mind, my soul and understand them as being the creator and being an actual thing. But I think we can then allow him to say it through us. And that I think that might be kind of what that is, you know, it's, 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 Mm -hmm. it is less us at that point but we're allowing ourselves to be that, that conduit. I don't think all of it is that though, because I do think that there is a, a large, there is a distinction between his spirit and our spirit. Like, yes, our spirits come from the creator and you could, there are belief systems out there that believe that they, we are all, one and I, I i don't think that's right i don't think it's far from the truth but um i just i feel like we we get to be individuals in it yeah. you know and i think it's more right than most people would like to think it is but it's not exactly right yeah, it's not the full truth and i think that's the problem with every single belief system out there is nobody's got it <laughs> nobody has it right so yeah, uh, yeah we all our spirits come from him. He's he gives them to us and are arguably a part of him, but we are still individuals. We are still still us. Because I want he created us to be individuals. That's that whole that goes back to the spiritual gifting conversation. It's like different people are gifted in different ways, and we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be different. Like, and that's like you're supposed to become the best version of what you were supposed to be. You're not supposed to become somebody else. Well, and so what is the, what is the concept of how, okay. How does the concept of twin flames when we put it into the same boxes of what we're talking about feel to you? 
it doesn't, it feels weird. The more I've thought about the twin flame thing, the more I, I'm not sure other than, I, I don't know if I want to go too far into this. No, I get it. But, but I'm not talking about <laughs> romantic either. Well, I don't know. No, I, I, I'm not either. Um, right. <laughs> I just wanted to specify for people that are listening, you know, there's, there's a deeper belief behind twin flames than just your soulmate that you're, you're meant to be with. Like it's, it's a bigger thing than that. But a lot of people think it's like a splitting of oneself. Right. And this is what I'm not, I'm not sure I'm prepared to go into too far yet, but there's a belief out there that like you, you achieve Nirvana or something along that line. And then you split yourself in two to pretty much play a game with yourself to find the other one in life and to become complete on your own, but then become complete again together to be like beyond what you were before or something. I've I've read about that. I'm like, I would, it's an interesting concept. (laughs) I would like to throw the concept out there that is less of a game and it's less of the achieving Nirvana, but you know, it's the Christians believe this and other people do like you, you go to heaven and that's a place that's outside of the realm of time as we see it. So I say if, if time doesn't exist, like it does here, there, then I'm already there type of a situation. Like, even though I haven't moved on through this existence yet, I'm already there. So, I wouldn't necessarily say the game of trying to find yourself, but I also, I also dabble in the, and I I know you just kind of started listening into this and you have a much different perspective on it so far. We haven't been able to talk about it and I'm, I look forward to being able to in in the future, Mm -hmm. but the reincarnation and what if the twin flame thing is more of, we decided to come here for a purpose and then we split ourselves up to work different purposes in different places or the same purpose in, in different places. Or maybe since we're outside of time, we came into this existence when we did, but because we're out of time, we also came into this existence 20 years before that. So we're simultaneously existing in this existence, but like just the time shifted just a little bit type of a situation. And And let me throw this out there for you. And we'll talk about this more on our own. Cause this is some of the the podcast things I mentioned to you. Yeah. He goes real, real deep into this stuff. And I haven't been able to look into it. Yeah. Yeah. And one, it, without spiritual revelation of it, it will take lifetimes to understand fractions of it. It, It's crazy. Like it has to be revealed and I haven't had much to reveal this. So I'm like, I'm not sure how much I want to talk about it, but what if like along the lines of what you're saying, we are seated in heavenly places. We come from the creator. When we're conceived, our spirit is put into a body released from wherever it is. However that works. Right. But somewhere along the line, through whatever, in the womb, in a test tube, in a, you know, whatever, childhood, whatever. Something traumatic is done to us, spiritually, physically, emotionally. 
mm-hmm. that fractures us, fractures our soul. Literally, one mind, will, and emotions of who you are into multiple versions of you. Theoretically, there's a timeline out there based on every single world that's ever existed. Not just the Earth, but like the other planets, stars, things, there's things beyond, you know. Yeah. So there's dimensions, frequencies, all this stuff. Those timelines overlap, intersect. Um, think Mandela effect. There's, there's reasons for all that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm seeing some of this stuff come together. I'm starting to understand things that sound super woo-woo to most people and me, but it, it makes more sense than the world I live in on a daily basis most of the time. So You don't, you don't believe it until um, you believe it. Yeah, and then it, <laughs> you don't unbelieve it um, because, like I said, it makes more sense than the actual world you live in. Yep. Because you, you look around the world and you're like, this what's happening here doesn't make sense without any of this. You know, so, but, so somewhere along the line, you're taken, you're fractured, you're broken into multiple pieces. What if those pieces are then taken to a different timeline? So that fractured piece of your soul is that you connect with somewhere along the line mentally in your meditation and things like that. When you think you were a civil war soldier, that's actually you. That's a piece of you that was taken. And then the whole idea of reincarnation is that now that you're fractured, you can't be taken to heaven because you're not whole and complete. So you get recycled. And that's where the redemptive work of Jesus Christ in the Bible comes in. It's way beyond what you're ever taught. That it's to literally repair you soul, body, and spirit and bring you back into wholeness. And to be able to live in perfection with him. Well, and that goes into what the symbolism behind the veil ripping when he died was. You know, you kind, you and I have talked about how time, uh, time flow is more like a tapestry than mm-hmm. a line. And um, what that symbolization would show to me is that that tapestry of all the different timelines tearing apart and yeah. and and be brought back to one sacred timeline. Um, and they can all be folded back on top of each other and all that. And that's why things get so messy. My current, um, and we've been using the word fractured a lot, but my current fractured belief of what <laughs> reincarnation is allows for everything you just said. It doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily sound like it, but I don't think anything like that, what you just explained, is possible unless the mechanics of the creation from the ultimate creator had something like that to begin with and it's being misused. Oh yeah. But, well, and that's, this is scientifically proven in the 3d world that we live in on a daily basis that if you take a child and you put them in the, not even a child, but it, it happens more with children, specifically children under four mm-hmm. and they go through a traumatic enough experience, their personality fractures. Right, And they will start to have split personalities. And one of those personalities becomes super depressed and remembers all of that trauma. And that's usually the hidden one. So that the other one can still function and live a normal life. And that's where and, shadow work comes into it. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I mean, that's deep. 
shadow work. Yeah. <laughs> Get into fractured things. <laughs> like that is a mechanism put in by the creator so that we can still function. Right. That is part of his design so that like when you watch your buddy get blown up in war, you can go home and have a family and raise children still and not always be thinking about watching him get blown into pieces. You know, those kinds of things. Like, um, And you can come back into a hole and be healed and not dwell on those things. It's all those memories, but like work through it in a positive manner and all that stuff. But like most of us never get to that point. Reference the early podcast when we're talking about how to heal yourself with gratitude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's all really attached, but yeah. I need to get into more of what you were saying because it, it really does make sense to me. And I, I just, there's this, there's this thing that I can't let go. And it's, it's from biblical scripture, and it's when Yahusha, Jesus, was talking about um, the vine and the branches. And it just feels like reincarnation to me. It just really, really feels like reincarnation to me. It really does. Yeah. I don't agree with that. <laughs> and, that's, and that's fine. That's why... It, you and I have good conversations because we don't agree on absolutely everything, but there have been things that you and I don't yeah. agree on now that we do agree on. And there are things, you know, things that you've said yeah. that have changed my beliefs, yeah. things that I've said that have changed your, you know, so it's like, there's that thing, you know, but. And part of that might have to do with the tree thing we talked about too, but we'll oh, go into that in a later podcast. Yeah. Cause I think that's going to get really big once we dig into it a yeah. little bit more, it's, it's going to get really big. Yeah, that that could go on for a very very long time. Yeah, teasers. Yeah, what is your experience with telepathy? Since we're talking about uh, uh, metaphysical abilities and spiritual gifts, I I'm trying to remember. I feel like I've heard someone speak to me telepathically. I've tried to speak to other people, and I'm not sure if they heard me. I've had like emotional telepathy yeah. more so than like known the exact pretty much down to almost the thought going through someone's head and I had acted on it and they, they're like, how the heck did you know that? And I said, I think that's how it that actually I, works. I think the, the word telepathy is, I don't want to say made up because I think it's possible, but I don't think it's as much. I think it's more like the energetic understanding. Like I, I say, I, I, you know, how I connect with the creator when I meditate is that's, that's the universal language out there <laughs> is that, yeah. you know, energetic understanding. Well, and that goes back to the prophecy. Like I was talking about earlier is like, what would happen? Like I said that I, I pray in tongues and then I get something to tell them in English. Well, what I'd actually get is an understanding that slowly became a thought formed by words. But it wasn't like I heard somebody whisper in my ear, like, hey, tell Joe this. Like, it was this feeling. I, I hate the term feelings for it because it's not a feeling. Like, it's not like an emotional feeling or something. But it's like this this sense, like, call it your seventh sense or something. I don't know. Beyond the sixth sense. Um <laughs> And you just like get it and then you're, it, it filters. It's like it filters through wherever it's coming from 
through your heart into your emotional mind and you start to form words to it. And like, that's how I feel when I, like, if I say, for say, like, I feel like God told me this, it's not because I heard it as an audible voice. It, it comes through like that, you know? Yeah. And I think you're right. I think like telepathy, the concept of telepathy is more like that. And we just, it's, it's probably happening a lot more than we think. We just don't know how to decipher it. I've been working on it with him. I actually like, I don't know if I had a stray cat come up to me just because I like, projected good feelings towards it. And then my nephew came over and was like, I don't like cats. And then one way it's running away. And I was like, dude, I've been working with this cat for 10 minutes now, just looking at it. And it's come closer. <laughs> no, maybe I'm crazy. So. No, and I think we have a, <laughs> something about our bloodline that with the prophecy, I, I, it happens a little bit different for me, but um, I, my belief when it comes to telepathy is that we're all doing it right now without contraception, basically. Nobody knows how it works. Nobody understands that we're doing it. Our brains are receivers and transmitters, and everything that's going out is being picked up by the people around us. Mm-hmm. And when when you get really, really angry at somebody, and that's why some of the stuff we talked about early in the podcast matters too, you get really, really angry at somebody, or you really, really want somebody, or like like a sexual desire, or something like that, that that's actually going to send a signal to them. Um, I know, and I call them spiritual attacks, but they're not really. It's just people that are, their desire, I think, is a really big one, and it's very unbridled out there. And mm-hmm. I've had to go through the motions in my head on, on closing doors with people, which sucks because they whittle them open eventually, and it's just, it it can be exhausting. And and, and I use prayer to, to, to help, but it's, like I said, it, it's unbridled, and, and I need to work on some, of those, um, um, the bride ministry things that you were talking about, because I think that'll help. But yeah, that, that's where a lot of those podcasts that I was talking about from as well, that are super interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know, but I've had different times. Tell people what that is. <laughs> and I'll throw, we can, I'm going to throw this out there real quick though. Like one time that I know in like with my ex, she still does it and I have to shut her out and it's ridiculous. But, um, there was one time I was sitting next to, uh, a gal and we were interested in each other, but I had gotten from my meditations that we were not supposed to be romantically involved. She would not. And this was like a, a church situation. She claimed to be as connected and and, and tuned as I was, and she would not take what I said as an answer. Um, I'm sitting in a church service and sitting next to me because that's what she did. And she's a very sweet, lovely woman, but just anyway. (laughs) Um, And we're sitting right next to each other. And you you remember you remember what the Sikh services were like at the yeah. church that I'm talking about. 
so it's a it's a it's a spiritual experience you know it's mostly music it gets the spirit moving it really does affect us when we're in that amount of sound you know in in that way lots the, of spirits move during that yeah exactly but um <laughs> it was just constantly just in my just it was bombardment and it, it felt like she wasn't just sitting next to me looking forward. It, it felt like she was sitting, like standing with her face, like an inch from my face to the right, mm-hmm. just like right there. And I'm like, you're just, and so what, what I ended up doing, and this is all like an inside the, the receiver, I guess you could say is I ended up going into my mind space and um, actually envisioning myself closing a door and locking it with this person on the other side of it. And I never got to talk to them about this, but they immediately, immediately started sobbing and left Hmm. when I did that. And they probably didn't even know what was going on. Didn't know what was going on or did. That's my, that's, that's what upsets me more is I think this person knew the effect that they were having, um, and would do it anyway. And it just, and that's the problem with some of that stuff is like, when you get into that, you start getting into what the Bible refers to as witchcraft. Right. Because you're taking something made by the creator for a rightful purpose. And you're trying to use it to manipulate someone. It's right. used out of order in the wrong sense. And like you're not given any of this gifting to manipulate other people. The and that and, happened more than once with just that person. The first time I didn't know what to do and I physically removed myself from the situation. And obviously that had repercussions because it hurt feelings and, and all that. The second time it's like I was given this, this is what you should do right now. Like in just, I just all of a sudden knew, like, this is what I should do. Yeah. And I've used it in, in other situations. Like I said, with, with my ex, when, when that stuff just comes out of nowhere, but her and I had a, a spiritual connection and, and tried some things from a distance with just energy and, and stuff like that. And I know somebody else who I swear reads minds and doesn't even know it. 100%. And I even said, I'm like, dude, you read minds. He's like, oh, no, please. I don't want that power. I'm like, you have it, bro. <laughs> like, I'll be sitting there and he'll just like, I'll, I'll be thinking, man, I really wish I could have my coffee I left on the other side of Dave. And then he hands me my coffee. And that has happened <laughs> very similar to that. 15 times with this person <laughs> either he reads minds or you're just so good at projecting your thoughts that and that's what i'm saying yeah. is that it, it's scary <laughs> because i'm like i i think about it and i it makes me feel dirty like how long have i been yeah. non-consensually pushing my thoughts into somebody else's head oh right you know yeah it, i mean it brings up all sorts of different things because it's like by by being ignorant of what's possible, we could mess so many things up. Like, especially if you you add on top of it addiction and stuff like that, and it's like 
what about all those times you stared at all those people at the bar when you were super, super drunk and like everything they felt because of that. And yeah, like you well, didn't even know what you're doing. Like, and I, it you brought, brought to my attention recently that that's what we do when we have just casual sexual encounters is every time yeah. you have a casual sexual encounter, you create this strong spiritual thing where you're starting to dump your everything into somebody else and they're back and forth and wishy-washy and how many times have they done that with other people whose baggage are you actually getting it's not just the person yeah. you know if you're if you're dealing with that literally person. connects like your heart to their heart and at the, that point and the heart and like damage of everybody else that they're still connected to like it's a big yeah. deal man a big deal Everything I learned in church when I was a kid about having premarital sex and why it was bad doesn't even matter anymore. I don't want to do it anymore because of what I realize is happening spiritually when I do that. I'm like, yeah, I know. Which is what we should have taught. <laughs> that's what they should have. Yeah, that's exactly what they should have taught. And they're like, no, you have to be clean because of this verse. And and I'm like, oh, that, that was the thing that pissed me off so much about church back then was I always said, why, how, what is it, how does it work? You know, faith, never and, faith and because that's what Jesus said. I'm like, there's a reason. <laughs> 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 Teach me the reason. <laughs> so to anyone out there listening, if you've ever been super frustrated with religious people, that we might sound religious to you, but we're coming from that same spot after lots of time looking into things. I finally get people who say, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. Because I have a lot of spiritual beliefs and I believe in what people will understand as God and who people think Jesus was and, and stuff like that. But there's, that is, there's so much more than that. Like these people and their triggers have to just, they just have to stop. <laughs> yeah. But see, that's the thing is like, that's what, and then, like, anybody out there who doesn't believe in the devil or, like, an enemy, like, I'm sorry, but you got to wake up, man. Like, there's, there are things out there against, not, like, not going to say you individually, but mankind as a whole. Yeah. That hate us because we bear the image of the creator in so many ways, and they hate it. They want to destroy us because of it, and they've done a really good job. And they use religious people who mean well to do it more than anyone else because they say that they, in a church, man, and you will be called a heretic so fast. It happened yeah. to me on Memorial Day. And I'm just like, yeah. and, and that's when I brought up the whole, like, you know, I believe that there's more spirit breathed scripture out there than what the church says. You think that the yeah. word of God can be I'm like, I think that if there is this devil that you believe in, which I think it's like a whole either race or, or just like a whole group, but whatever. And I'm like, I think that's the first thing they went for when the battle started was, you know, they went for that and they tried to cut it up. They tried to change it. They tried to translate it. They tried to do everything they possibly could. And despite that, the spirit breathe stuff still comes out. And still shines through, but once they get into the head of the 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 leaders, that's where they can use it to you know with where where it's been altered to actually get. The, and it's just to to be with somebody so into their belief that was just like you 
And it was, they, it's like they couldn't even believe that I would even say that. And I'm like, I think that if I was the bad guy in this situation, that's the first thing I would sabotage. Well, they're always like, well, why would God let that happen? It's like, because mankind was given dominion over the earth and was supposed to guard and, or what is it, till and keep the world. So to till is to work it, make it better. It, it's the idea of taking soil and turning it into something usable to grow food. So like you make it abundant and rich and full of life. And then to keep is to protect. Well, and so we were supposed to make that world abundantly full of life. The entire world, by the way, not just the surface of it. Right. Topics for another time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we were supposed to protect it. Well, And because we do a horrible job of protecting it, the enemy gets his sticky little fingers into things, and then God's got to like, okay, well, like I'm going to keep it from getting completely corrupted. I've got to step in here, but you also have to do your job. Like I gave you a job. You got to do your job. Well, and I think I really appreciate your, your explanation on it. And it's, I, I align myself with it. I agree. But the only answer we need to that question at the start of what you just explained is free will. Why would God allow it? Because he gave free will and he meant it. And so people, Go, well, if we have free will, then how are we? Well, it's it's the whole, you know, the enemy, you're getting these, you know, I've, I've learned how to intune to the creator and, and get messages. Well, if your mind is this, this transmitter and receiver, you're getting the messages from the other side too. And there are some people out there that are acting on those. I mean, a lot of them, I think, you know, most, the ma- kind of a majority, honestly. And if you're not in a good headspace, they sound a lot of like, I can say that from yeah. And what another thing that will happen and it's kind of like why they the the one sermon that I've I've shared about fasting is the the side that you don't want to be listening to will usually bombard you and just be so loud that you can't hear the side that you should be listening to. Um yeah. that's what frustrated me with and I thought I was I was having communication with angels is the fact that Everybody I told in the church went demonic, 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 bad. Stop it right now. Don't do it. Or maybe it is, but it's not worth possibly falling into a demon trap. <sighs> what? That last part really messed up, you know? Yeah. And just the fact that maybe it's God, but it's not worth falling into a demon trap. So don't listen to it. Well, and and the whole point, there was a whole sermon that was preached about you have to, and you, and you've warned me too, and I get it. I really do. You have to be careful, but you know, the whole, if you think you're getting a message from God or, you know, the, the, I, I just hate that term so much anymore. God, you know, if you're getting the, the message from the creator, you have to, you know, run it by, write it down, run it by, you know, meditate on it, run it by three to five people. And if they all agree, then yes, it's from God. Well, and they have to have a certificate from somewhere that says they're smart. Too, so. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't say that part in the Bible, but they're little cut up verses that they tell you from the Bible that 
to and where they learn how to do this is that way. When I know of a prominent story in the Bible or when it was happening to a young man, the guy who he kept running it past said, just listen. And I think, you know, I when I explain this to you the first time, I do understand that, and I can't remember his name, but Samuel's teacher did mm-hmm. say, you know, say, Lord, and I don't know what it says in the, the right translation, but yeah. Lord, if it's you, you know, what can I do for you? Or something like, you know, so he, he basically, he made it so if it, it had to be him to respond, basically, you know, but, yeah. but. Yeah, those in, in that story, they didn't say, okay, write it down, think about it for a while, and then let's go take it to six other people and see if they agree. No, the guy said, say this so you can make sure that it's actually him, and then do it. You know? Yeah, and the problem is that a lot of pastors out there would say, well, yeah, see, he went to wise counsel. It's like, yeah, and then the wise counsel gave him actual good advice and told him to listen to what he was being told. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like, you know, <laughs> the creator of the universe is talking to you and you're here with me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, man, it's frustrating. It really is. Um, yeah. and there's that dream that I told you about and you, you, you reference it more than I do, but the, the dark room and the trap, I, I just, I see it more and more and I don't know. It's like, I need to do something about it, but I don't know what to do. Yeah. I, I, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been in similar situations. So. Right. I know I went on a rant there. Got a little heated. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. I, I, don't, I don't know how to connect that back in <laughs> without a lot of context. <laughs> it's all right. Um, I do think it. We, we've had a, a good conversation. Was there, if there's not anything that you'd like to add, we could probably leave it here um, and, and just plan on meeting up and we can, think about it, maybe touch on the same subject or jump into something else more next week. Um, for the listeners, I am planning to have Lucas on here regularly because we do tend to have a pretty synergetic um, conversation when we're on here and, and I enjoy it. I do as well. Did you have anything you'd like to, to really add? Um, for one, we're going to try to keep it a little more lighthearted, I think. we try to joke a little bit but like mitchell now will sit like we get together for family holidays and stuff the last couple years and just like everybody else will be talking about random stuff and we'll sit and have these deep conversations and people try to like butt in like oh you guys are being so serious and we're like yeah because we're talking about important things go away you know either come talk about it or go away it's only the existence of everything like Like, don't worry about it (laughs) Yeah, we're only talking about, you know, portals and dimensions and, the, the you know, how the creator uses sound waves to change your DNA and, you know, just like simple things. <laughs> <laughs> no, no big deal, you know. Um, so 
we'll try to keep it a little a little lighter, but we also want to dive into deep things and things that have like changed our lives and can help change your life too. Like that's the reason that we're digging. That's the reason like, you know, the podcast name is redacted, recover your mind. And it's like we were created to do so much more than we are. We've been dumbed down and our our minds have been destroyed and like we're meant to be so much more. And well, so we're trying to recover that. We're we're passionate about these things for a reason. You know, that's another thing I've I've learned kind of outside of the whole church thing is you know, you can be influenced, you can have that you know, kind of that negative influence too, but there are passions in our heart that we have been given and we hold on to for a reason because it's part of our purpose here. And we've been given a platform. Yeah. So I might emotion vomit on people when when I I get triggered and just start rolling and I apologize people but you can you can tell that that means I'm serious about it passionate about it yeah so and I I've, I've had a little more time away from the church than you so I I get a little less triggered well I've had more time to deal with some of that but I hate this term, but I would, I would, my answer to you would be yes and no, because I spent a lot more time away from the church than you have, but no, you've been true. away from it longer now. <laughs> yeah, more recently. I dipped back in it since you've moved away from it. So, so this is, we're just interesting perspectives, man. And, I, and that's one of the reasons I like talking with you about it specifically is because the different perspective. And I appreciate it. I appreciate yours because I learned a lot from it. But, um, to listeners out there, like if you have things for us to talk about, you know, leave a comment, send a message, like something, uh, let us know. Um, we probably know a little bit about it. <laughs> We'd love to dig <laughs> into it if we don't. Us. Yeah. And, it, you know, it might take a while. If it's something, you know, a deeper thing that neither of us know about, we might have to take some time and look into it. And, you know, we both have, have lives and things that we do. So we, you know, can't be experts on it overnight. Yeah. Not that I think we're experts on anything, but, um, well, we're you know, I'd love to talk about things that people are learning and stuff. And like, it's always going to come from that kind of Christian background though. So just you know, be aware of that. Like it's going to connect back to that in some way. Cause that's part of the blueprint. At least so, I've been calling it scriptural truth foundation. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever way you need to get around it, you go. <laughs> but if anybody does have anything they want to let us know or, or, you know, ask us questions, want us to talk about, dig into, not all of the platforms you could be listening to us on have a way to do that. So we do have a Facebook page. It is Redacted Recover Your Mind Podcast. Um, I'll get the URL out there because I don't ever remember it. But there's also, every time I post our podcasts on youtube there is an open comment section that i i check regularly so let us know we'll we'll jump in we'll we'll interact with you we'll we'll talk about it and we'll talk about it on a podcast if it's something that we feel moved to but luke and i are both very driven to look into this stuff and both feel that it is a purpose of ours to do it so a little motivation or inspiration wouldn't hurt. Especially cause like, I mean, we, we get inspired by things like, a, you know, 
I'll be led to something that'll lead me to something else. It'll lead me to something else that'll have the information that I'm supposed to be learning about. I've noticed that, but I also have come to a lot of things because somebody said, Hey, have you ever looked into this? And I'm like, no, and look into it and learn a lot. And so I love when people do that. And I might look into it and go, you're nuts. There's nothing there, but yeah, that doesn't happen very often. Yeah. <laughs> you have said that to me, but I think the one time you said that to me later, you're like, so this came out. <laughs> yep. Sounds about right. <laughs> you're so, my brother. I can say that to you. It's different. I know. And you know, we've, we're at each other's throats most of our lives. So <laughs> it's like, we can, we can deal okay. with it. But if that's it, man, I think we're going to sign off. Yeah, I think that's, probably good congrats to the one that made it this long i'm proud of you exactly if you did make it this long and you know who i'm talking about ask justin about his roku remote and with that (laughs) (laughs) we're going to uh we're gonna say goodbye everybody have a good night yep good night